I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits. Take two. Take two. Um, We recorded this episode, um, or a version of this episode, last week before Drew had his guys weekend. But then when I went to go to edit it on Friday, I have no idea how this happened, but an old episode was instead inserted in its place, and I could not get the audio that I know we recorded because I had listened to it before I was like adding in the intro and everything. Um, Anyway, so we're re-recording now. Um, We're about a week later, Um, so apologies for that. Um, But Drew had a guy's weekend and then- It was awesome. And then Tuesday, (laughs) last night, um, Tuesday night, we went to the Stevie Nicks concert. I know, that was great. And it was awesome. I it feel like fantastic. that where our seats were with our price point yeah, was kind of crazy because we were in the yeah. nosebleeds, but those tickets were very expensive. They were. <laughs> so. I mean, we're paying the same price for Berman and Beyond, and we get to see a lot more performers. Right. <laughs> but it is what it is. She's still the queen. I love her, and I was so grateful to be able to get to go and see her live. Um, so that was awesome. Um, but so, yeah, so now that kind of pushed back the recording, it's Wednesday night. Um, we should tell them we are sipping on a cocktail that Drew discovered. On BuzzFeed. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm not, I'm not like a purveyor of BuzzFeed very much, but it came up on social media and I was like, oh, like this sounds like, this sounds like Stephanie. So, so it's the Lillet Blanc. It's, yeah, and so it's a, it's a French aperitif wine, mm-hmm. and you freeze orange slices, and then you kind of swirl it around, swirl it around, and that's it. That's that's all the cocktail. Yeah, it's literally it's literally just, two things. Yeah, and very well, it's uh, it's my speed of cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they said it's like the perfect summer drink, and you just have to be careful though because it is seventeen percent, which is higher than typical wines. But right. um, it is very nice. It is. It's nice, and I, th- I like the frozen orange. I think that um, it adds a little bit of flavor as it's like mm-hmm. thawing out. And it is. I um, I think I read that the Lillet Blanc is actually distilled with an orange liqueur. Wait. Sure. Like it's so Lillet Blanc is like a wine based uh, liqueur, but it's in order to make it more of a liqueur, they distill it with something. And I think I saw. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. It's it's delicious. Um, so we are going to talk about five fun horror movies to watch this summer. Right. So we did a one last year, which was like the top five horror movies to watch during the summer that did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just what was five... our most rate. Like everyone in their mom was. Yes. Every... And it's still getting like people are still listening right. to that episode. So, right. so this one isn't ranked. This is just 
five more summer movies to watch. So just for fun, like we are just recommending these. There's probably like these are ones that we've watched recently that yes. we feel like, oh yeah, we should have added added this to the list. Too. And we may watch some more and then do another episode in a few more weeks, like right. closing out the summer, like the dog days of summer. Right. Um, but the, yeah, these are ones we watched recently. We really enjoyed, and we wanted to make sure you all are aware of them. Um, and they're newer movies, but also we have some, some of, older ones yeah. in here, too, that maybe you've seen or haven't seen in a while. Um, Within the last 20 years, which, just saying that... No, it's, I think, 30 years. Is it 30 years? Oh, yeah. Oh, we have one God. 80s movie. No, we don't. I thought we did. No. We don't have an 80s movie. Oh, okay, never no, mind. No, we took that one off, because we oh, already okay. talked about that one. Sorry, guys. Okay. So, so we have, um, yeah, these movies came out within the past 20 years, most of them even more recently. Yes. But uh, so let's, let's go, start with the first one. Yeah, let's get the first one done. Um, so the first one is Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> and that one is Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees return to Terra as the teenagers at Elm Street. Only this time, they're out to get each other, too. So this one um, is just your general monster versus monster movie. Um, that we're kind of getting popular in the what mid well i mean if you think about it you, there's universal monster movies too that they had like they had frankenstein versus the wolfman right like but that. wasn't this around the time that we had like alien versus predator like the t- i think this was before oh, okay. that maybe okay but um this was always kind of in the works though oh yeah I th- so uh, allegedly allegedly narratively elm street is supposed to be in close proximity to Camp Crystal Lake. So they're supposed to take place in relatively the same area. This is the lore. This the, is the lore, yeah. yes. So um, this is a fun one. This is just, you know, you're when you're watching this, you're watching Freddy and Jason beat up on each other. That's what you're here for. I mean, that's... I mean, Freddy's <laughs> making his wisecracks. teenagers get in the way. And teenagers get in the way. Get killed in the process. Yeah, there's... You know, there's definitely kind of the general story of oh we can't go to sleep and you know we have to stay up because it's freddy krueger and freddy krueger's like well now i'm gonna find some way to kill you while you're awake and that's jason Voorhees. and so, and then so he J- kind of enters into jason Voorhees' dreams or like bring resurrects him or it's he, kind of a- yeah he he's like he resurrects him and he actually talks through him like he's his mom yes and so like that's that's the whole thing he's like like trying to convince him to kill these teenagers and, and so it's robert england at his best like i love yeah. him so much he's so great as freddy krueger i didn't like the remake of friday the 13th with the other guy playing freddy krueger oh the guy from watchmen yeah i didn't like yeah. that one. no because he doesn't it's not as much fun robert england no. is fun like the first friday friday the 13th no sorry <laughs> the first nightmare on elm street. street there we go my brain because I was, you know, it's hard because I was confusing Jason and. Right. Um, so, Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. The first one, he's a little bit more serious, but still kind of like campy. But he gets, as as it goes on, right. you know, for, uh, Robert England really has fun with the role. Yeah. And this is him really having a blast. Yeah. And this is the final one for him, too. Um, and so, I think that's. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's him having the most fun with the role and being campy and yeah. and saying his one-liners and stuff like that. So if you're looking for just like a, a movie 
to watch where it's like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Right. This is it. And it was fun to revisit because it is a movie from the 2000s. Yeah. And so if you're a millennial, like Drew and I. Yeah, like Kelly Rowland <laughs> is in it. Like from yes. Destiny's Child. Like that was another one thing that I wrote down was that she's in this. And it's like that's kind of a just a time capsule for the early 2000s <laughs> yes because destiny's child doesn't exist anymore but it's like just the Beyonce. clothing and like the music and it's just it's yeah. funny it's it's funny like when we were watching it when we were teenagers we were like this is a piece of crap like this is so stupid right and now watching it as i have a, i have a little bit more respect for it now. yes exactly so all right so what's our next movie we're recommending all right so our next one is a uh, nicholas cage joint so, uh, it is a Willy's Wonderland, and a quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at a now-condemned Willy's Wonderland. The mundane task suddenly becomes an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Um, I... I love this movie. <laughs> it was and, fun as hell. Like, yeah. I wasn't sure because I've seen some Nicolas Cage movies. I mean, he is just over the top and and crazy wild. Like, you showed me that one. Was it Mandy? Oh, I like Mandy. I did not like that. Oh, my God. I didn't, you didn't like, like it. it. No. So I was a little oh, worried no. about what to expect. Because I like old, this actually younger, Nicolas Cage, but like... I liked Face Off. I liked Con Air. Like, I love Nicolas Cage. But he's gotten so, like, crazy wild over the top. This, though, Willie's Wonderland, was fantastic. But he doesn't speak in it. I know. But he is fun as hell to watch. So He's so fun to watch in this movie. He's enjoying himself. Yeah. but So, in this one, he doesn't have, like, one line of dialogue. So, if you're looking for a Nick Cage movie where he's speaking, this isn't the movie for you. Um... It, you're going to notice, if you know what Five Nights at Freddy's is, it's like a ripoff of that. Well, it's not I mean, supposed to be. I read in the it's trivia... It's supposed to be. ...quote, unquote, that they came up with this idea before, yeah. but then it got stalled. It did, yes. So, it got stalled, and, you know, it's not... But also, I'd like to point out, as we're recording this episode, um, the Five Nights at Freddy's trailer, trailer just dropped. dropped, and it... it it looks like what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one is is fun because you get Nick Cage in it, and you know, there's just something about his his facial mannerisms, and when he's like freaking out, he's screaming. He's still screaming. He doesn't say any dialogue, but he's still screaming. Um, the kills are are fun. Um, you know, over the top violence. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have more than just him in there. There's other teenagers. There's so and there's a little bit more deeper lore into it where there's more of a like a demonic a backstory piece with, to yeah. it. And I I enjoyed it as again not to keep bringing up the millennial thing, but like since Drew and I are kids of the '80s and early '90s, we used to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. For like birthday parties and stuff, and like those animatronic, like the mouse and everything, Chucky. It, in retrospect, it's really creepy. Yeah, so, do, you, do you remember there were tunnels underneath yes. the stage? Yes. Okay, so so one thing that I in my kid brain, I had like a rule 
okay, that when the animatronics like came alive, you were not like I'm not going in those tunnels, right? Because my thought process is like, well, if they're actually alive, then they can come and get me. Exactly. So I'm gonna <laughs> stay and be able to keep an eye on them. And if I'm in the tunnels when they're you know playing their song, I can't keep an eye on them. Right. So. Yeah, it's definitely creepy. So, so I like that they use that aspect. So I have a really like quick aside, just a little bit of trivia. Do you know what Chuck E. Cheese's full government name is? Isn't it like Chuck Entertainment Cheese? <laughs> it's Charles Entertainment Cheese. Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> Charles Entertainment Cheese is Chuck E. Cheese's full government I name. I knew E stood for entertainment, <laughs> it's yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I mean, if you grew up in the 80s, you'll like this one. I think one selling point for this movie, and I think... If you've listened to our movie kind of reviews in the past, I'm a big component for like, you know, or I guess, hold on. Proponent. Proponent, sorry. For um, practical effects mm -hmm. and instead of CGI. And this one, the animatronics look, you know, pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, they look worn down. They look dirty. Um, so they look like they've been around for a while. Whereas, if you watch the trailer for the new Freddy movie, like Five Night at Freddy's, they look a little bit too much CGI to me right now. I don't know if it's going to look a little different, like in the full movie, but um, if we're looking at the trailer now versus Willy's Wonderland, the movie, animatronic wise, I prefer those rather than this one. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I also, we, we should also mention it's not just Nicolas Cage. There is. There's more people in the cast. Yes. Um, there's teenagers, again, who, you know, put themselves in harm's way. Of course. Um, but I, I I think that the main girl, the, the teenage yes. girl, she kicks ass. Like, she does a great job. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the main thing, too, is, like, you've got to have, if you have a silent protagonist, you've got to have some people talking, of course. Right. And I think they do a good job of having you know, a group of kids that are also breaking in at the same time um, to kind of offset his silent. Yeah. So. So it was good. Yeah. So, um, moving on. Yeah. So, all right. So the next one. We're trying to not give spoilers and stuff, too. Like, we're really being careful. Well, I feel like at this point. We may point, have to give some spoilery stuff, just to be fair. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll alert them before we do that. Yeah. So okay. the next one is um, Pearl. Mm-hmm. And this is the second movie in Ty West's trilogy, which starts with X. Yes. So we're probably going to give a little bit of spoilers for X and Pearl for this. Um, so in 1918, a young woman on the brink of madness pursues stardom in a desperate attempt to escape the drudgery, isolation, and lovelessness of life on her parents' farm. So um, I really like this movie. I think Ty West does a great job of... Um, he actually was a music video producer before becoming a horror director. Mm. And he does a great job of just like doing these elaborate scenes. Like this is supposed to be um, almost a horror-esque Wizard of Oz kind of tale. Yes. I was going to say it reminds me of Judy Garland. Yes. Like it's this Judy Garland. She's on the farm and, you know, she wants to escape to this. It's Yeah, it's very Wizard of Oz-y. Yes. And that, and Hollywood, old Hollywood. Yes, old Hollywood. And so there's times where there's like dance numbers and it's black and white, um, but it also has the really kind of like the the over like 
colorization of mm-hmm. like you know when Dorothy falls in and then she ends up being like opening the door to Wizard of Oz and how brightly colorful it is and you know the spectrum of color is just very vast there's like all sorts of things there um because it was a big deal when when that happened right um so they he does a good job of just like the colors pop in certain scenes um it's 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 a it's a great movie well and i and i also want to say again the judy garland piece like she looks really young in the same way but it's like you're you're not exactly sure how old she is. She's been married, yes. But her husband went to war, and then there's like the they talk about the Spanish flu, and ha, you know her father is, um, has had troubles because of that. He's, yeah. Medically, he's got something going on. Um, but it kind of reminds me of the fact that like Judy Garland is older. She was playing this younger girl, right? Like she was playing Dorothy in Wizard of Oz. So, but it's like if Judy Garland was going crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have to say, like, and I think a lot of, I've heard a lot of podcasters say the same thing of movie podcasters that I listen to. Mia Goth, who plays Pearl, is um, excellent. Yes. And she's one of, like, the up and coming horror stars. Yes. Um, she's in a new movie called in- Infinity Pool. Oh, yeah. We which haven't we haven't that seen yet. that one yet, but apparently she's excellent on that, too. That's actually David Cronenberg's son. Oh. So it's another body horror one. I don't oh, know if you're going to watch it. <laughs> Well, that might be a me on my own watching that one. And I did um, enjoy her in X. I yes. the movie X I liked okay. It felt a little Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me. This yeah. was just so quirky and kind of it was like different. you kind of root for her, but you kind of don't. Like it's just yeah. this weird. Like you understand where she's coming from. She, I mean, she's definitely. It's just it. Just watch it. So just and giving, just with an open mind. So just giving like an overarching. Thing of the story like she she lives on a farm she's trying to get out and be a star she wants to be a hollywood star yeah she wants to be a dancer she wants to be on the, the main screen um this is just as the spanish flu is ending i think so and so and so she's trying to like get out of her kind of the, like i said in the synopsis the drudgery of her normal life um so there's numerous times where She's trying and failing, but then she's getting really upset and angry, and she you can tell there's, like, a couple screws loose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when she doesn't succeed right away, it frustrates her, and she gets angry, and things happen, accidents happen. Um, Are they accidents? They're not accidents. But, <laughs> what I mean, I'm just saying. So, but then there's a couple of different times where... It, it had. I feel like this movie has a little bit more to say than just that. Like, and again, this is a spoiler alert for this movie. Um, she befriends the um, projectionist, projectionist mm-hmm. at the movie theater, and she thinks like, "Oh, this guy's gonna help me get where I want to be. He's gonna help me be a dancer. He awesome." And so she goes to him on a couple of different occasions, and one time he ends up showing her this exotic film from Europe. France. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And it's an X-rated film, um, kind of going back to X, mm-hmm. and showing her in France how they were like having this women is how nude. You can be famous. And this, and, and he's kind of manipulating her and 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 saying, "Well, this is how you can be famous. Mm-hmm. You you have the body for this. You're you could pretty be, enough. You're pretty you could enough. be in one of these movies." And so he kind of like does that in a way of like coming on to her, but also like saying like. It, he wants to have sex with her. That's the point. Um, and 
and so he has a lot to say about just the sexualization of women in mm-hmm. in film and how, and getting by in ho- like how you can how get, you can get by in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, you can make yourself more successful if, if you, you put do. out or yeah, or, yeah. or if you sleep with the right producer mm-hmm. or something like that. So it has I think Ty social West social commentary. Yes, it has a Ty West does a good job of interjecting that little social commentary about the the dark underbelly of Hollywood mm-hmm. um, and, he, and I think he does a good job with that. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I liked it a lot. All right, so my next one <laughs> Um, is one of my favorites I've seen recently. Uh, it's called Underwater. <laughs> a crew of oceanic researchers working for a deep sea drilling company try to get to safety after a mysterious earthquake devastates their deep water research and drilling facility located at the bottom of the Marina Trench. Mariana. Mariana yeah, Trench, I think it's sorry. Mariana. So, and this was one I have got to just say. This yeah, is you one, surprised me on this one. I had heard about this movie um, from a podcast, if I call, recall correctly, or, or maybe it was a YouTube video, um, because I was doing some research on something else for one of our podcast episodes. And I said to Drew, we have got to watch this. Um, and I said, you're not allowed to look anything up about it at all. You can't even see who's acting in it, because I knew as soon as he found out that this one particular actress was in it, he was not going to want to watch it. Yeah. We'll um, talk about that. Kristen Stewart is in this movie. Um, and he had such a bug up his ass because of Twilight. <laughs> okay, can I can I defend myself? No. <laughs> no. No. Okay, no. go ahead. Okay. So, um, I've turned I've turned around on Kristen Stewart and both her and Robert Pat- Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So, but I'd like to point out that you had me watch all four of those movies and they're shit i'm sorry they are i'm sorry and, and i like vampire romance. i don't think and i don't think it's now kind of looking back retrospectively i don't think it's their fault i think it's poorly written and poorly directed on all four of those fronts um so um first off let's talk about robert pattinson then we'll go to chris and stewart and underwater so robert pattinson um I, I kind of turned over a new leaf on him for Tenet. Okay, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Mm-hmm. And that, he I was like, oh, yeah, like, he's a really good actor. Like, maybe I was incorrect about him. And then he played Batman in Matt Reeves' Batman. I was like, okay, yeah. I was and you weren't sure Batman. what you were going to think of him as Batman. I wasn't sure. I Because like, you were Robert joking, Pattinson? it was like emo Batman. Well, he's still emo Batman. <laughs> it's still emo Batman. Let's be freaking real he is but, but you enjoyed but I, but I was like okay like I, I can see he he works well um so Kristen Stewart again was like oh my gosh I can't believe she's in this movie but she's awesome and maybe it's mm-hmm. a maybe it's a lack of dialogue she doesn't have a lot to say but she is very much a Ripley in this movie yeah she's very much a badass um and she does have to kind of carry herself in a way that is very um like she knows what she's doing. Yes. And and I believed it because there was points in time where she's like entering like things on the computer and like and trying to like stop like certain things from like certain doors from shutting or like or shutting doors so that the water doesn't come in. And I was like, okay, yeah, like she like with the way she's carrying herself and the way she's acting, the way she's doing things, I feel like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And I, and I think that's It felt like it was not just Kristen Stewart. She was actually 
in the character. Like yes. she felt like she was. And and yeah. this movie is one of those movies that start just it's like a zero to sixty in, in like two minutes. It, it it doesn't. There's not a lot of time to know the characters. It just it starts with the storyline and it just goes. And it's like a roller coaster. You, you it takes your breath away and then you're on the ride and that's it and i think that's a testament for this movie is like it held my almost like my me in the grass for the entire time of this crazy movie of things you're on happening. the edge of your seat yes i was and i think <laughs> and this is in what sucks is this is one of those movies that was released or was supposed to be released in theaters the pa- right when the pandemic yes, occurred 2020 yes yeah. and so yeah. it was delayed and then released on digital mm-hmm which I feel like that sucks for this movie specifically because I feel like if it was in theaters, it would have kicked ass. Yeah. And, um... Because it feels very, like, alien or alien. Like, it has that, like, um... It feels alien and then also feels like the abyss. In the abyss, yeah. And it's so like, if it's you alien chi- but if, underwater. Yeah. And so if you were, like, in the 80s or if you, you love 80s movies, you know, like, well, 70s movies with alien. And so you have alien and then you have the abyss... And um, there's this isolation, this darkness, yes. and you know if they can't really escape easily because. So so we I'm gonna go ahead and say right now that we are gonna talk spoilers for this particular movie. So mm-hmm. if you want to jump off at this point and go watch Underwater and then come back to this episode, now would be the time. So, um, continuing on. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, you know, these people are stuck in an underwater um, facility that's slowly leaking and collapsing and there's stuff going on. They don't know what the hell has happened um, that has caused this. And, and and things are constantly, like, breaking and crushing underneath the weight of the, the pressure. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, you know, this is all the way down the bottom of the ocean. Right. Um, and they're drilling down. So And, and there's earthquakes happening. Mm-hmm. There's water coming in, and they're trying to escape to these escape pods, and so you have like a, you have a good amount of characters that all kind of have their own thing going on. You have T.J. Miller who is attempting to be the comic relief, attempting um, whether he succeeds or not. You know, who knows? Debatable. So, like as they're moving um, through the you know facility, like and and the drill and everything like that they start to realize that it's not just a natural occurrence that these things are occurring um, i think they're go- trying to go out in these spacesuits to get to the it's not spacesuits it's like it's spacesuits but it's like it's it's it not space <laughs> underwater. it's underwater suits yeah and so they're trying to get to the escape get pods. to the escape pods um and they start realizing that this is not just a Mm-mm. natural occurrence so like these little creatures start to like come up and like are messing with things and messing with their suits and attacking them um these underwater weird alien like creatures yeah and and so but the big like and again spoilers abound here the big reveal though is when they're like trying to escape and i think kristen stewart or one of the other characters like shoots a flare gun through the water and as she shoots it above the whole like drill and everything you see this big over like arcing creature that's above them with tentacles and that big mouth. And if you have read any HP Lovecraft, you know that this is Chitulu. And I swear to God, 
I flipped my shit. And that's why I wanted him <laughs> to see it. So it, when I was doing research about something, and they started talking about this in Chithulu, and I was like, oh my God, Drew's going to love this. So that's I, why I was like, you have to go into this blind. You can't look up anything about it. Because I'm a sucker for IMDb, and I will look up trivia while we're, ta- while yes, we're watching a movie. Yes, so, it will. It's but terrible. I... But I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like Kristen Stewart versus Chatulu. Like in like I mean this whole like the last like twenty minutes of it was great. There's and then I watched it again. There's little Easter eggs of like, you know, if you've ever read H P Lovecraft, yeah. You know that, you know, Chatulu's a is a psychic type of like deity that comes mm-hmm. up from the like underbelly of the Ocean earth. Depths. And yeah. um, you know, there's cultists. Mm-hmm. And like people that worship him, and so there's like a little bit of like that thrown in on like maps and stuff. Oh yeah, but it's not like it's not over. It, it doesn't like beat you it's over not the over head. Over the top, with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it was great. I <laughs> loved it. I, I, it's one of those ones where I kind of like want to watch it again now that we're talking about it for the second <laughs> for the second time with this podcast. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those movies that surprised me because Steph was like, "Do not look up anything at all." And I didn't. And then your wife great. knows. You and now, and now we're spoiling it for everybody. But I mean, I it, it, it's a great movie. It's great. Yep. So the last one, right around the last. Yeah. So the last one is another actually. It's actually another H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. <laughs> um, so it's and also Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. Yep. And so that's Color Out of Space, a secluded farm is struck by a strange meteorite, which has apocalyptic consequences for the family living there and possibly the world. Um, so I really like this one. Steph's, I think, on the fence I about am. it because I think she likes it, but then she's also very disturbed by it. I It's, uh, it's one of those movies I really want to like it, but there is some v- very disturbing imagery. Some things that happen body horror that affected me really bad Uh, and still do like the first time we watched I remember being really fucked up and like I struggled to fall asleep like it really affected me and we watched a second time and I it was still disturbing the second time it was a little less so like I felt like because I knew it was coming Um, but it still is very disturbing so again we're gonna say spoilers probably here yeah so Um, um Again, this is an H.P. Lovecraft story. It's it's one that he's already like published numerous years. And let's and a really quick disclaimer: his stories are great. H.P. Lovecraft is also a huge racist, so you know the stories are great, but his ideologies are not. So it was a different time, and and, and I mean he was a huge racist. So yeah, um, so the story goes that like you know there's a family on a farm and a huge meteorite comes down aren't they raising like llamas or yeah or emus or something it's llamas llamas okay which i thought was so freaking weird like what and so um and so things are happening like they're like the flora and fauna start changing on on the farm because of this meteoroid yeah meteorite meteorite (laughs) meteoroid (laughs) meteorite um and it's well and then things start like um like you said, the flora and fauna change, but also the color out of space is what is emitted Yes. from the meteorite. And they have said that the color is meant to be like magenta, 
which is the combination of red and blue lights, which is ironic because every time I, so, you know, I'm, I, well, maybe you all probably don't know this. I like to garden and I start plants indoors in January, February, and I have grow lights. And then that the red and blue lighting that comes out of the grow lights reminds me it's that magenta yeah. color. And so magenta is actually, it doesn't, and I'm looking at, again, like trivia on IMDb. Um, it doesn't exist on a single wavelength of light as part of the spectrum of visual light, which is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Um, rather, it is extraspectral color that is only perceived by humans in a specific interaction of the optical rods in the eyes that detect red and blue in specific circumstances to, to create magenta in the mind. So... The reason why he chose that color was because of that. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense, and it works really it well. It does, because and it's it makes very beautiful. Everything, well, and it makes every It's beautiful, but it's alien. Yes. Like, it starts to feel like the planet is being... It's almost like this War of the Worlds feel, like when yeah. the red weed begins to take over. Yes. And then things start to change, you become more alien. So, um, so Nicolas Cage is... A, you know, he, he's a dad. He has a wife. He has a daughter who's into the occult. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's like a Wiccan kind of. Yeah, and then he has a little boy. Um, and there's the other character is a surveyor that's just kind of happened upon the land. I mean, there's other ones too. Like there's like the sheriff and stuff like that. But those the are your, reclusive guy too, isn't it? Yeah, he's like so a the, conspiracy theorist. Those are your main people. Um, so it's. It's definitely one of those ones where, like, things start happening and then it kind of goes zero to 80. Yeah. And the part where it goes zero to 80 is when the color starts to kind of, like, shoot out from the meteorite and start to hit other things. And it hits, like, a bunch of llamas at first and they all fuse together to make this, like, monster mash Um, of llamas that are, like, like heads and, like, hooves and stuff coming out and goop. They all and meld together. They all meld together, and they're screaming in pain. Um, but then the real big part that Stephanie hates is that the mom and the son get hit by the color, and they get fused together. Um, it's the most disturbing thing. As a mom, um, you know, knowing that at one point my child was in my womb, he was a part of me, um, is one thing. But to then be two separate individuals and then to be melded together mm-hmm. in this horrific body horror shit show like it's just disgu- it it's very as a mom it was very triggering i didn't like it and i i i fine with the movie so my question is, is, it, is except it, is, for that part, is it the visuals or is it the sound that they're it's making? both because i would say this is that sometimes like Horror movies can do a great service to your different senses to try and not. I mean, when you're not when you're watching a movie, you're not getting like you know taste or smell, right? You're getting sound and sight. Yeah. And so I think their ability to make things sound terrifying more than also what you're looking at as terrifying is kind of a feat that I feel like if you can do that, it tells a lot about your ability to make a movie. And I think this one knocks it out of the park. Because the part where they meld together, they have to move the son and the mom up into the attic, kind of kind of out of 
harm's way but also kind of out of sight out of mind because they don't want to hear or see what they're doing but they're making this like terrible moaning moaning like painful sound that it sticks with you after a while because it's constant and the characters are having conversations but you're also hearing that in the background um and it's disturbing it is and then slowly they meld into something else that yes. becomes very yes. monstrous but 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 the attacks. whole right but that but the whole part there where you're hearing that is is the part that's really disturbing and it's, i think yeah and i know you don't like it but looking on it from a just a objective this is a movie that somebody made with sound design and stuff like that i think it rocks that they were able to do that. I hear you. And and it, it causes you to have a reaction because not I mean how many horror movies have we watched, Stephanie? Like thousands upon thousands. Thousands upon thousands. <laughs> I, don't I don't know about thousands. Okay, whatever. But maybe hundreds. <laughs> sure. But I I think for something to affect you at now at like you know 38 years 38 old. years old <laughs> and like have you say i can't handle this it's it's horrifying it is horrifying i mean that's, that's the best way to describe but that, it but that's some that has to say it something. did yeah i mean i i i can honestly say i haven't been shocked by a horror movie in a long time except this movie like yeah. that that scene that section of the movie really was horrifying um so yeah, I mean it's it's definitely worth watching, but just to be aware, or yeah. maybe you've watched it at this point because we said hey spoiler and you came back to this. Uh, let us know what you think about that scene because it was it was it affected me. It triggered me really badly. And also, and also just let's point out these are just movies and they're real. I know, I know, <laughs> so. I know, but I, and I know, but you when you go to watch a movie, you're getting kind of it's escapism, right? You're you're escaping into the film. You're you're so. Um, Anyway, let us know what you think. So, contact spiritedspirits at gmail.com. Right. <laughs> um, is there, but that's it. That was our last movie, right? Yeah, that was the last one. Did we, do you all think that we missed a movie? Was there um, a horror movie you've seen recently on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu that you think we should have covered that we haven't already previously talked about in a past yeah. episode? What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast and we love to hear from you all um thanks so much for commenting on our photos um and remember the cocktail recipe and um which is really just lilette blanc and an orange slice frozen um <laughs> that'll be on our instagram so look for that and um we hope to record a new podcast soon. So Yeah, and again, thanks for joining us um, as we sip on spirits while we talk about spirits. Bye. Bye. <laughs>